everyone. We are officially in that time of year where we are already seeing ads with headlines like New Year, New You, and ads for every weight loss program under the sun. Wellness culture is not always positive. It does not always have your best interest in mind. The diet industry creates ads that prey on your insecurities. They're counting on you to be insecure because those are their copy points that they use to get you to pay attention to their ads. So I want to talk a little bit about that today so that you can look at those ads with a more critical eye and make wise investments in your health this season. Don't get sucked in by quick weight loss claims, any quick results programs, or anything that tries to tell you that you should have a new you in the new year. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk with you today. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I quit my job this week and I am 100% yours to talk running, to create podcasts, and to coach. So I am all excited about these new adventures that I am about to embark on. As I mentioned in the intro, we are heavy into New Year, New You season, and I hate it. I hate it because as somebody with a marketing background, I understand all about how marketers in the wellness industry use your pain, your insecurities to create copy that's going to get you to take action. They know that you, that one, that this is New Year's resolution time of year, but they also know that you're insecure about the amount of weight you've gained, how you look, about saggy, droopy skin, about anything. They're going to pick you apart and prey on every negative thought that's ever entered your head about how you look or how you feel. So first, let's get this one out of the way. You are more than your appearance. You are more than your waist size. You are more than the size of your sweatshirt, your yoga pants, your running shoes, your pace, whatever your watch says. None of those things matter. What matters is who you are as a person. Are you loving? Are you kind? Do you make time for the people who are important to you? Do you stand up for people who don't have a voice? Do you stand up for people who don't have the same rights and influence and privilege as you? Those are the things that matter. Who you are as a person and how you treat others. Do you care? Now, I also want to say that health matters. And if you want to be a runner, it pays to take care of your body. But I'm not talking about weight or inches, or anything to do with appearance. I'm talking about things like cholesterol and blood pressure and other metrics that your doctor would use to be able to tell how your body is on the inside. 
And if your doctor is still using BMI to determine if you are at a healthy weight, run, run, find a new doctor. BMI is only a calculation of the ratio between your height and your weight. And that means nothing. You can still be healthy at a higher weight. But the other thing about that is it doesn't account for muscle mass. As you begin to evaluate the different programs that are going to start flooding your news feed, your Facebook feed, all your social media, every place you go, think about anything that promises quick results is probably not a reliable long-term program. You can get quick results from the sauerkraut diet or the Captain Crunch diet or the eat oatmeal every day for breakfast diet. It doesn't really matter. But are you going to be able to stick with it long term? And part two, is whatever you're doing to get those quick results healthy for you? Is it filling your body with nutrients? Is it treating your body in a way that promotes longevity in the activity? Is it even an activity or a way of eating that you enjoy? A lot of these things that you're going to see in your social media feeds are just flat out not good for you. And like I said earlier, they prey on that mindset that you're not good enough. I want you to start the year knowing that you are perfect. You are amazing. Just the way you are. And then building on that, choosing activities and behaviors and nutrition plans that build wellness from the inside out. I had a checkup with my doctor this week and we were talking about all of the different things that I am doing to work on improving my health. As many of you know, I had breast cancer five years ago and had a bilateral mastectomy, followed by reconstruction, which involved implants. And I have complained for the last five years that my implants hurt me. My chest is tight. I have horrible neck and back pain. It's just been really a bad experience. I have not loved the implants. So I finally made the decision that in January, I am getting my implants removed and I will not replace them. And so my doctor was kind of excited about that. And we're hoping that that improves my health in a lot of different ways. But as part of that discussion, we were talking about that change I'm making, but just other changes that I've made that will benefit my overall health. And one of those things is what I've done to reduce my stress level. And I realize that this statement comes from a complete position of privilege. I am very, very fortunate to be in this position, but that is one of the reasons that I quit my job. It was not a job that should be stressful, but had for some reason had gotten very stressful to me. And That level of chronic stress caused by my job and other pressure that I put on myself in other areas of my life just all combined. And when your stress is that high, your cortisol goes up, just stress affects your body in a lot of different ways. 
And so he was also excited to hear that I had taken a pretty major step to improve my stress levels. And in a couple of months, we'll be able to look and see if the things I've done have decreased my stress in ways that will improve my health. And we do regular blood work so that we're looking at a lot of markers. One of the things that we are trying to get down in my body is my C-reactive protein, which is affected by, it's a, it's a measure of inflammation, and it's affected by a lot of things. It can be affected by what you eat. It can be affected by your stress level, your sleep. There's just lots of things that factor into that. So that was one of the things that we talked about was how do we get my stress level down? But this is really the point of all that, is that I loved where the rest of our conversation went because I completely agree with everything he said and it really aligns well with the points that I wrote about in my book, Holistic Endurance Training, that released back in March. I really have come to think of my book not just as principles for training in a smart way and listening to your body, but really principles for living a healthy lifestyle. And as I was talking to my doctor this week, he said, really health is pretty simple. It comes down to a couple of things. Are you eating nutritious foods? Are you choosing fruits and vegetables? Are you filling your plate with things that are full of nutrients? So food selection. Are you getting enough sleep? Sleep is critical. And if you are not feeling healthy, Sleep is the very first place that you should address. And if you need help doing that, there's lots of great articles you can Google. I also have a podcast on sleep, but you can talk to your doctor. If you think that you have something like sleep apnea, they do at-home sleep studies now. If you have sleep apnea, you really need to address that because that affects the quality of your sleep, it affects your heart, it can affect your lifespan. And if you're afraid of something like the CPAP machine, I wouldn't say that it's 100% that if you have sleep apnea that you're going to have to do that because they've really improved all of those devices and solutions and tools in the last several years also. But, you know, things like Staying away from screens right before bedtime or getting the light blocking glasses at least if you're going to watch TV or play on your iPad or your computer or your phone before bed. Sleeping in a room with a temperature that's conducive to sleep, a room that's not too hot. Do you have light room darkening shades so that it stays dark? All of those things improve your sleep. So again, health is very simple. Are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? Are you staying hydrated? Water is your friend. Make sure that you're drinking enough. Hydration is important. Super simple. Nutrition, sleep, hydration, exercise. Are you getting exercise every single day? Are you moving? The World Health Organization just updated its recommendations for physical activity guidelines. They recommend that all adults get at least 150 minutes or two and a half hours of moderate to vigorous physical activity every single week. And this is where I go back to 
Health is not about what you look like, but you do need to take care of your body. Now, this is not true in every case. There's a lot of variables, but one example is that the World Health Organization says that there is a correlation between severe illness and hospitalization from COVID-19 when someone is overweight or obese. If you're overweight or obese, you have a greater chance of having complications. And of course, doing something is always better than doing nothing. So if you or someone you love is in that position where that sounds like an overwhelming amount of exercise, start where you are and build up because we're always talking on this podcast that consistency is important. So work to build that habit. And then once you have that habit, work on adding on incremental chunks of exercise until you get to that threshold. The next thing my doctor talked about in our conversation was relationships. Do you have relationships with people? Do you spend time with your family? Are you spending time with your loved ones? Are you spending time with friends? Relationships are an important part of health. In fact, a lot of hospitals, you know how hospitals at first during COVID were not letting people have visitors at all because we were trying to reduce the risk of infection? Some In some areas, they are letting patients who are inpatient have visitors because those isolation is not good for us. We need connection. We need to be around people. And so if you are completely isolated, it does make it harder to heal. And even if you aren't chronically ill, it's important just to work on building relationships and keeping relationships with people who are an important part of your life, people who are important to you, keeping those relationships strong. And then the final thing we talked about was, do you have joy in your life? Are you happy? Are you joyful? Are you looking for the positive, optimistic way of looking at things? Or are you looking at things through this pessimistic gloom and doom filter? People who have better health choose optimism. They choose joy. They try to find areas in their life, things to be excited about or things that inspire awe or wonder. When you look at it that way, health is pretty simple, right? Eat good food, stay hydrated, get sleep, exercise, work on your relationships, and choose joy. What a great way to look at health. Instead of getting all bogged down in all the messages that try to get you to hate yourself, why would you want to work with a company or belong to a program that has gotten you there because of the negative thoughts that are going on in your head? And so I love this idea of breaking it down, keeping it really simple. As you make changes in your life for the new year, and let's be real, New Year's resolutions, January 1st, that's like some arbitrary day. You can change your life today, tomorrow, next January, next April, May, December, it doesn't matter. But as you look at programs and make decisions about what you want in your life in 2021, I think this is a really great measuring stick. Will the program help me improve my health 
in any of these areas, nutrition, sleep, relationships, exercise, or joy? Will it help you? The other big piece of insight that I gain every time I visit my doctor is in the area of accountability. I think accountability is super important. And that's why I visit this doctor multiple times a year, because for me, I need to be able to see the results of my blood work so that I have just one more measure of knowing if the things I'm changing are making any impact on my overall health. And I like to know that I have to see this doctor on a certain date and that he is going to hold me accountable. Now, maybe that isn't where you are with your health, but whatever area of your life that you're trying to change, you are going to need coaching and support and accountability to get you past those stumbling blocks. And everybody stumbles, everybody falls. And the question is always, are you going to get back up? Are you going to keep going? Or are you going to be somebody who quits? And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to be somebody who gives up on your dreams, gives up on your hopes, gives up on that bucket list goal. I want you to be somebody who's going to keep moving forward, even if you fall time and time again. And having somebody to hold you accountable, whether that's a friend or a group or a coach or a mentor, it's just really important to helping you get to your goal. I hope that this has helped to enlighten you a little bit and help you maybe look at advertising messages a little bit differently because you will be bombarded with them in the coming weeks and months. And it just really makes me sad to think that the message that some people will get is that they're going to feel down about how they look or down about the changes in their body as they've aged. And there's much, much more to things than how we look. It's how we feel. Are we healthy? Are we happy? Are we able to move? Are you able to get on the floor with your grandchildren or your children and play? Are you going to be able to go on that vacation to Hawaii and lift your leg up high enough to crawl into the boat so you can sightsee? Are you going to be able to cross that rickety bridge or climb the the hills, go hiking so that you can see all the beauty that there is? Or will you be trapped in a car and see only what you're limited to because you can't climb, you can't walk? So these are the types of messages and types of thoughts that I would really love for all of you, all of us to focus on over the next couple of months as we are swamped, surrounded by all of these types of messages. And then the most important thing is how does that activity make you feel? Is it fun? Do you enjoy it? Do you get endorphins? Do you come away from it? feeling happier or feeling refreshed because there is no point in doing an exercise that you do not enjoy. Not when there's so many things that you could do, so many different activities that you could love. Why not try out a whole bunch of things and see what makes you happiest instead of sticking to something that somebody told you you need to do 
because it's the newest, greatest thing. Anyway, those are my thoughts for this week. If you like where I've been going with these talks over the last couple of weeks, I encourage you to head to my website, crushingmygoals.com, click on the button at the top that says training resources, and just check out some of the coaching options I have, including my new program, Run Club. Anyway, that's it for today. I will talk to you next time. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.